Hey, good morning. Hello, everyone. Larry Gordon here with Nachi. This is the Daily Thread. That's the first episode you started. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you told me to start it. So. I was. Oh, that was that was good. I, I've done this. Since I, you know, it's like what Mark Twain said about uh, smoking. He said, quitting smoking is the easiest thing in the world to do. He's done that thousands of, he's done that thousands of times. So, you know, I've started programs like this uh, <laughs> hundreds and thousands of times. So it's not uh, that uh, unusual, but I figured I'd give you a break mm-hmm. and uh, start the program so you don't have that kind of pressure, yeah. that pressurized buildup to start breathe. the program. I could breathe. And well, um, what's up? Yeah, so first of all, I just want to say the Daily Thread phone launched on... Sunday evening, and we have over a thousand people who signed up to see our daily updates on our WhatsApp status. Um, there's exclusive content that we post there. There's clips from these episodes, and then there's news throughout the day. You know, like a, like a night like last night. You know, you recorded some stuff exclusively for the status in yeah uh, in in, a, in the aftermath of Donald Trump announcing his bid for presidency. Right. So I definitely encourage you to go ahead and sign up uh, to our WhatsApp status. You can hit the link in the description, the show notes. Um, you have to show me how to do that one of these days. Oh, you're still not signed up? I, I signed up yesterday, but I don't see any show notes. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even <laughs> know what a show note is. <laughs> What's a show note? What do you th- What does it sound like? A show note sounds like a thing you have open on, on the piano where you, where you, when you're playing the piano. That's what a show note sounds so like. So it's like that, but for like a, a podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. So you have to learn how to learn. You have to know how to read music. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think so. I didn't see any show notes. I watched the uh, thing yesterday, of course. What thing? Um, the podcast Our podcast? Yes Oh I nice didn't, I didn't see any show notes The show notes is basically the description It's under the episode It's the text well, I was I, I know I didn't do an intensive search I was looking I didn't see anything Okay well let's Let's dive into the <laughs> we'll inbox We'll try again later today We got a lot of We got a lot of um, Messages on WhatsApp obviously Of course you can still right. email us At the daily thread At meaningfulmoney.org But this is a message That came in through WhatsApp I, I probably shouldn't send this but I feel like I must. Of course, the best messages always start out like that. Okay, we got to brace ourselves. Yeah, okay. so please don't get offended. Oh, oh okay. I don't feel like I'm going to get offended. I'm really this. holding on. Yeah. Israel belongs to the Jewish people, but you're talking about the mysterious nefesh of living in Israel while you're in the U.S. We have Arabs in the Knesset, you said, because there aren't enough Jews voting against it. I know it's not a simple thing to tell everyone to come here, but for things to make a change, we need to make the change. Please come home. So obviously this is coming from someone who lives in Israel, right? And they're saying if you don't like the way things are, if you don't like the way things are in Israel, don't talk about it on your podcast in right. the U.S. She's actually one hundred percent right. Make the move. She's one hundred percent right. You have to temper your criticism of Israel as long as you're sitting, as long as that criticism is coming from you sitting in Cedarhurst. You got You, you want to be critical? That's great. What if you I live in like Tom Zerver? Okay, then <clears throat> you want to condemn? You could condemn. You know, but but temper it. You know, water it down a little bit. Do you think I was too? I was too harsh. Yeah. Why? Yeah, because you feel very brazen, if you don't mind me saying, because you don't have to deal with the reality of whatever kind of policies you're concocting and that you dream up Israel should have in terms of allowing the Arab population in, the Arab workers. You don't know how Israel would suffer without the Arab workers, you know? Would they? Of course they would. They, 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 the entire construction industry and the entire Israel is being built. You know, the entire, someone once told me the national bird of Israel is the crane. That's a joke. But the crane, you know, is a type of bird. But it, every place you look around Israel, whether it's in Tel Aviv or Yerushalayim or all the communities in between, you have construction going on. And it's the Arab population from the territories, you know, uh, they have political problems with them, obviously. The, inter- the problems with their leadership, not with the rank and file necessarily, although there's problems there too. But um, 
the construction industry would collapse without the Arab population. Okay, I listen. I hear. I hear what you're saying. You know, the, okay, so the big news for today is that Donald Trump last night announced that he is running for president. Now that doesn't come as a shock to many, um, but there was. You know, I spoke to, I spoke to somebody um, who was there last night, Jake Turks, and they asked him what was the energy like in the room in Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> and he said it was extremely low energy. Mm-hmm. He said it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't sound, the applause didn't sound like they were rousing exactly, but I don't think there was uh, the kind of audience that he generally has at one of these rallies. I think it was a hand-picked group of friends and neighbors. So I don't think you could judge by the decibel level of the, of the noise about how popular Trump may be or may, may not be. Well, let me ask you a question. You watched him announce right. his, his bid last right. night. Right. Did that, was that something that was exciting for you that you felt, you know what? There was. Well, I'm very conflicted about. Uh, I think I mentioned that here a few times. Um, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes, and I, and I would think at at the age of 76, and after what he's been through and successful life that he's had, mm. and uh, his children, and uh, and uh, other challenges that he's undertaken. He was a television star for 16 years on The Apprentice. What do you want to do? Lay down and go to sleep? No, he could be very powerful from the outside of the political system. Does it look like a guy? He doesn't, he's not the type of guy that wants to be on the outside, though. Okay, so that's why it's a conflict. And it's a conflict for him, too. Because he even said himself last night, listen, I've had a great life. I don't need this. That's what he said. So, so why he, is he doing it? He doesn't want to see what's, look what's happening to America. You know, yeah. America doesn't have to have this kind of inflation. America can be energy independent uh, instead of, uh, you know, shutting down uh, pipelines. Uh, and he, if if you want to believe him, I mean, of course, there's a school of thought that believes that everything that Donald Trump says is not true. But that's mistaking him and Nancy Pelosi. You mistake them because anything Nancy Pelosi says is not true. Yeah. Well, but Trump says he wants to see America uh, great again, being able to be America. Yeah. And I'll play a, I'll play a video right now of Donald Trump being introduced as the next president of the United States. Gentlemen, please welcome the next president and first lady of the United States of America, President Donald J. Trump, accompanied by Mrs. Melania Trump. So I think that's like kind of reason people love him and hate him. He has a certain swagger and confidence that you've never seen from a president before. What what type of like move is it to go to the the party that you're announcing that you're running for president? Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little late in the game, yeah, and to be announced as the next president of the United States. Well, listen, that's that's how campaigns work. Campaigns, but you uh, understand that's why people like hate him. You know, no, every every politician does that. Really, uh, uh, every, know. you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kathy Hochul always said the next governor of the state of New York, and Lee Zeldin. He said he's confident he's going to be the next governor of the state of New York. I feel like this that's is part different. of motivating people. You know, it doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be exact. It doesn't have to be even. Doesn't have to be right. I feel like it was different, but but I hear you. You know, so something that was notable that came out a little bit after uh, Donald Trump announced that he was running for president is that people noticed. Actually, you know, first of all, we'll go ahead and show some uh, videos from that event. And it's a word you don't use. Two words. I don't want to be Joe. It's two words. American dream. <laughs> that was not good. What he did. There are a lot of bad things, like going to Idaho and saying, welcome to the state of Florida. I really love it. <laughs> In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. 
so uh, so hearing that gets me a little bit like excited. It gets me like, oh wow. Yes, it's a, it's a little chilling. Uh, because, Is it? You uh, know, he was a he was a he was good for America. Uh, he was good for Israel, and you know, I don't know who's watching this, but for our core group, I'm not going to say everybody. Our core group. Uh, those are our interests and our priorities. What's good for America, where we live, and what's good uh, what's good for Israel. And he'd be, he's only one other president in the history of the United States who served a term, uh, lost an election, and came back and was reelected again. That was at the end of the 1800s, and it was Grover Cleveland. He said it again? He's the first president to what? He's the second president. That to if he would be reelected, he would be the second president to serve a term, not get reelected, yeah. not get reelected, then run again and be elected. Very interesting. That happened at the end of the in the eighteen nineties, uh, I think eighteen ninety three. If I don't remember exactly, but the president was Grover Cleveland. Interesting. Okay. Uh, 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 something interesting to note is that. Ivanka Trump put out a statement after her father announced her bid for presidency, and it said as follows, I love my father very much. This time around, I am choosing to prioritize my young children and the private life we are creating as a family. I do not plan to be involved in politics. While I'll always love and support my father, going forward, I will do, I will do so outside the political arena. I am grateful to have had the honor of serving the American people, and I will always be proud of, men, of many of our administration's accomplishments. So this is what Ivanka, Ivanka said. Um... I know Jared Kushner was there last night. I don't know what his yeah he was there last night. Uh, the sons were there. Uh, Eric and uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Donald Jr. and uh, Baron uh, Trump. They were all there. Um, listen, um, Jared uh, played. Jared Kushner played a key role in the administration. Yeah, uh, uh, he. That's not his business, you know. Uh, he, he's in the real estate business. So he's uh, telling me that you don't think Jared's going to be involved in the next administration. Gonna, I, don't I don't think he wants to have an office necessarily in the uh, in the White House and play uh, an, an important role. Uh, but look, uh, it's very early in the process. The midterm elections were just a week ago. They haven't even been definitively decided yet. And um, so he's out there ahead of the game. And now I saw Mike Pence on TV this morning. Yeah, he's out with a, a new book. I forgot what the name of the book is. He um, did. A, he did a long interview discussing. What? He did. A, he did an interview. Uh, I think. You know, with NBC I, 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 I saw discussing him, January six. I saw him today on on Fox News. He's very impressive. He's very impressive. Yeah, but uh, he's the classic. He's like the classic guy that will run for president and get demolished. You well, know, he's like the Mitt Romney. Well, I think he. I think he's going to end up running. Uh, for Great. President. I, I think it'll be a big field. I think. You I think, think he'll have a lot of voters. I think DeSantis is going to run. Um, I think uh, Mike Pompeo is going to run. Okay, so let me ask you about that. Um, first of all, I want I want to close the the parentheses on on Ivanka. You know, right when I heard that she's not going to be involved, and potentially Jared might not either. Um, the initial thought that came into my head is, mm, is it really about your young children now, or is it you know you just don't you don't you know the, the way things ended with your father in terms of his last presidency, you don't necessarily want to align yourself with him when it comes to politics. Do you think there's a little bit of a you know, that sour taste and I just want to stay on the outside? Or do you actually think it's, you know, it's her young family and she wants to prioritize that? I think uh, uh, this day and age with the media being what it is, social media being social media being what it is, if you don't have to uh, put up with the, uh, you know, vilification and the criticism and the uh, denigration uh, that you get heaped on you on a daily basis, why, why put up with it? I think quietly behind the scenes, they'll help him. I think if he gets reelected and he needs help uh, with uh, with Israel or Saudi Arabia or the uh, other Arab countries, I think uh, Kushner and his other, even though Jason Greenblatt's not going back to work for the administration. How do you but, know? I don't know. I, I don't think he How is. How about Avi Berkowitz? 
Uh, I don't know. Five I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Avi Berkowitz will be Secretary of State. You don't maybe know. Ari Einhorn will be Secretary of State. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I was in high school with Ari. Then so he went, then he went. Then he went to the White House. So Anthony Blinken is the Secretary of State today. Somebody was in high school with him. It's I true. don't know who, but somebody um, was in high school. It's true. Um, yeah, but Anthony Blinken didn't skip out on Second Seder. Ari Einhorn did. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess you're cutting that out. Uh, I'm not. Ari, it's all love. Uh, it's all just right. a joke. It's all love. Um, so to go on to, the, to what you had mentioned, which is uh, Governor DeSantis. Do you want me to move the mic back to you? you no. Just, you I'm good. You good? I'm good like that. Like um, I just wanted to be close to your mouth. Okay. I'm good like this. I want to sound as loud as you. <laughs> For some reason, you sound louder. I have, a good, I, have a good, I have a good mic voice. Okay. <clears throat> You have to. I have a good mic voice too. Okay, but, uh, but uh, I guess the mic has to be close. Um, so to close, you know, so move on to the next topic. Governor DeSantis. Um, so I was under the impression that very confident that he's going to run for president, and you know what? I think that he might even he may even come out um, uh, from the primaries as the Republican nominee. And I feel like after last night, and, and I did speak to someone who's you know involved in the political arena, and they did have a little bit of a hesitancy about whether he's going to run. Or maybe he's just going to sit out these four years, let Donald take his final swing, and then run after that. He's a young guy, DeSantis. How old is he? He's, he's 45, 46 years old. He's, he's a young he's guy. Uh, he, age has a lot to do with it. Uh, um, and certainly, um, if the Republicans can somehow uh, come together and unite and use their uh, the cycle, uh, the smart thing is uh, to um, a guy like DeSantis, I'm not saying necessarily to to uh, um, agree to serve as a vice president to Trump. I don't know if Trump even has a chance to come close to winning, to tell you the truth, because even if DeSantis steps aside, even though he's flying high right now because of the way he was elected in Florida by landslide numbers, mm-hmm. uh, other people are going to step in. To, yeah, but to let's be real. I mean, who, who is there a black horse here that we think is going to just jump to the top that we don't know about right now that we're not thinking about? I personally think Mike Pence is not going to. I don't think Pompeo, I think Pompeo will run, but I don't think Pompeo is going to actually you know, have make a threat to people like DeSantis and Trump. We all have they all have different kinds of appeal. Uh, Mike Pompeo is a uh, is a brilliant uh, politician. He is uh, he graduated top of his class in Harvard, top of his class in Every, West Point. Everyone's smart and, though. You know, no, you need you, what America really needs is people that are qualified to lead. We don't have that now. But Donald Trump wasn't qualified to of lead. Of course he wasn't, but he was Donald Trump. He brought, <laughs> he brought something else to the table. You okay, know? so so you would love, to, like, what I'm what I'm hearing you put down is that you would love to see DeSantis run on the ticket with Donald. Yeah, but I don't know if I don't I, I don't know if that might uh, in the media anyway that would that would uh, damage DeSantis. It would uh, for, for a long future. time. It would for his future because don't forget. Trump could only serve if he gets elected. He can only serve one four year term because yeah. he already had one four year term. And and that's the law, two terms, and that's it. Uh, Even if they're not consecutive, yeah, he can he, he can only run one more term, which means uh, it's a perfect setup for the person that will serve as his vice president to launch a presidential campaign. Can I can I ask you a funny question? Sure. Especially just because we live in the crazy times that we live in, if somebody wants to change their identity, maybe their gender, their name, can they can they run for a third term? I don't know. I think you should ask uh, a competent rabbi that question. <laughs> it's uh, not a rabbi question. I'm just. I don't know. I don't know. You don't, don't think know. it's a good? It's a good question. If you change your name, you mean? If someone change, and nowadays everyone could just change everything about themselves. Can oh, you? Uh, that, that's that, that. You know, you stumped me. So I think I have to think about that <laughs> for a day. I'll get back to you tomorrow. No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I, I have a feeling if you have the same social. If men number, can play in women's sports, 
because they identify, okay, identify the, as a woman, the, then why this, can't the this, president? This is the determining factor. Um, if you change your gender, uh, but your your the the number on your driver's license is still the same, then you're still the same person. Is, does your driver's license number change? No. Okay. No, same driver's license. All right. Your picture thank, could change. Thank God for the DMV. Your picture could change on your driver's license, but that number that identifies you wherever you go uh, is not going to change. I don't think. It's my personal opinion when it comes to DeSantis, and I I think he's great. I love him. Um, is that he might want to step aside from this 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 uh, Trump situation, maybe, and let Trump you know take his final show. I don't know really know who the Democrats can put up right now that will that will. Know. Fight I don't know. Trump? No, 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 not no. gonna be Joe Biden. It's certainly not gonna be Kamala Harris. No, no one I can think of. Really, no one. Not, not that I can think of. How right about now. how about Beto? No, Beto's a is a ten time loser. You know, <laughs> Beto O'Rourke, Stacey Abrams. You know, is there nobody in the Democratic Party? How yeah, Cory Booker? Listen, Cory Booker will run again. Yeah. Right now, the question is: Can Herschel Phil Walker, Murphy? Can Herschel Walker win on uh, on December sixth in the runoff the runoff election? And the question last night was: Did Trump do a smart thing by announcing his presidency? Uh, before the election on December 6th in Georgia, or she'd have waited for after. That means that by by putting his presidential muscle behind Herschel Walker, whoever was involved in the decision-making process, and chances are no one was involved except Donald Trump, he feels that he, as, as a presidential candidate, he has more uh, muscle to push uh, Walker uh, across the finish line and, and into office. Let's- okay, so there's a really interesting story that's coming out of Israel, which is a little bit concerning and we're going to speak about it right now the headline reads on uh, israelnationalnews.com Netanyahu and talks with Lapid Gantz for a unity government while the Likud negotiates with the right-wing parties Netanyahu is reportedly maintaining alternate track with center-left parties mm-hmm. uh, according to the report members of Netanyahu's entourage are in the midst of quite yet intensive talks with associates associates of defense minister Benny Gantz um, national unity and prime minister Yara Lapid Yeshatid. Okay. This is not. This is not good. This is not things well, that us from Jews want to hear. Well, you have to. You have to understand first of all. Yeah, let's uh, both, the context. Both Gans and Lapid said they'll never serve in a government that Netanyahu leads. Okay. Okay. So it's not much for that lie. But can we, can we start like what? What is Netanyahu's desire to try to form a government with them? I mean, why wouldn't you want to okay. form a according, religious government? According to what I read, you know, he, his, his partners are mostly religious parties. Uh, I believe the Likud has 32 seats, mm-hmm. and the religious parties together have 30 seats. Okay. Uh, 30, mm-hmm. Yeah, 30 seats. So that already gives a majority uh, right there. You need 61 to have a governing uh, coalition. He And he's been warned by the U.S. administration not to form a right-wing government. Why? Why can't... Well, and you know what? And th- it, this, is a, this is like a 10-headed uh, uh, animal, you know? This, this, th- th- there's no simple answer as to why. Um America prefers uh, a, a government in Israel that's secular, that's left-leaning. It could be center, but it's left-leaning. And I think for us, as far as our concern, we have relatives there, children, grandchildren, studying in Israel, uh, visiting Israel. Um, for us, we, we feel safer uh, if it's a government led by Netanyahu, because we know where his heart is. Right. He's not crazed like, like Bennett was about breaking uh, new ground. Right. But the U.S. administration doesn't want a government that's, that has a decision-making process uh, influenced by religious uh, religious parties. They view that uh, as extreme. Yasser Arafat, you know, uh, uh, who's in some eternal hell somewhere up there um, amongst the planets, used to say that 
everything in Israel was okay until the settlers started moving to Israel from Brooklyn. You know, everything. Nothing. It wasn't dangerous until the people from from Brooklyn came. <laughs> so I mean, there. I mean, uh, Bezalel Smorich from the National Religious Party. He wants to be defense minister, and America already told Netanyahu not to have him as defense minister. Uh, that means he controls the military. Why should America? Why should America meddle in the election? Okay. Uh, see, America complains about anyone else when they meddle in in, in like Russia. Yeah, uh, when they meddle in uh, in an election. But here, the United States, exactly. This is this is their their pattern. Exactly what they they tell people not to do. Exactly what they're doing. You know, it's funny. Someone, uh, I don't know. So, it's it's uh, it's kind of kind of like the bully. Um, America's well, a bully. No, and Aki, back up for a second. America gives Israel four billion dollars a year. <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> four billion. America gives four billion dollars a year. Plus, I don't know what else. Plus, uh, plus millions for Iron Dome. Plus millions for this. Plus millions for that. So and then there's another there's a flip side to this coin. It's not, yeah. to, not that you're anti-religious, not that you're afraid that they're going to legislate that all restaurants have to be closed on Shabbos or that no cars are allowed to be on the streets on Shabbos. Mm -hmm. I know you might be dreaming about that, but that's not going to happen. Uh, the flip side of this is Netanyahu wants to make peace with more Arab countries. He wants yeah. an agreement with Saudi Arabia. You can't have that with an extremist. Sorry, he's an extremist. Who? Um, whether it's Itamar Ben Gvir or whether it's Batsalo Smorich, you can't have a, a from from a from an optic point of view. You can't, they won't they won't they won't they won't go along with it because because uh, you see Saudi Arabia doesn't give a hoot about the Palestinians. They could themselves could be against the Palestinian state. Uh, but I'll tell you a story I heard a few years ago. But they want to have the image of being pro-Palestinians. Uh, many years ago, I went to a, a, a Shabbaton where Malcolm Hohenlein spoke, and uh, he traveled to every Arab country years years ago and had mm -hmm. talks off the record, off the books, with Arab leaders. And it was a time there was uprising in um, in, in the territories, and one of the Arab leaders, I think in Saudi Arabia, told Malcolm, uh, "You have to get the message to Israel that you're not." cracking down hard enough on the Palestinians. You have to crack down on them. And we're going to criticize you for doing it, but you have to do it. Mm. All right? So that's how the Middle East works. I hear. I hear you. It's Listen. So uh, there's, there's a lot of things to consider. The, the situation in Israel is, is fluid, and we'll continue to keep an eye on it, and we'll, of course, update the status. So make sure to go ahead and sign up for the Daily Threat status. Right. On a lighter note, a really nice story uh, coming out of here in the Five Towns. Uh, this is via MKY, a thousand words column. The name of Yossi Hacht, Yosef Chaim ben Dvorale, is well known to the MKY family. Right. Yossi yeah, Hacht, who is a Farakwe native. Mm -hmm. um, he's a beloved Bacher who has defied illness to spearhead a worldwide Asher Yatzar movement. He composed a hit song and given chizik inspiration to children and teenagers facing their own physical challenges. Recently, the wheelchair-bound the, the wheelchair young man... Uh, what's it? Recently, the wheelchair-bound young man, recovering from yet another surgery, was back in the hospital, but not for a doctor's visit. Working with a group of Achiezer volunteers, he wanted to restock the refrigerator in a Beaker Cholom room, unpacking and setting up the various food items for patients and their families. He doesn't feel that great, he admitted, but after experiencing the care and love of Achiezer, he only wanted to give back. And here's a picture I'll put on the screen of Yassi with some Achiezer volunteers great. Um, stocking a fridge. And listen, Yassi's a, Yassi's, Yassi's a, he's a powerhouse. He's a powerhouse. He... He uh, he's very loved in in the community in the five right. towns, but honestly in Kalisarl, he really gets around. Yeah, he's a good he's a good man, and he's an inspiration to uh, to people. And uh, you know, people get a lot of uh, chizik from him, mm -hmm. and he gets the same thing in return. That's true. From people working with him. What else you got there? So that's really our episode for today. I'm gonna go ahead and try to call Jake Turks, see if I, he can speak for a little bit. Hello, is this the great Naki Gordon? 
Hey, Jake, what's hey, going Jake? on? Hey, Jake, you're live on the air. How are you? I want you to know you are. Did you see my big, bigly announcement yesterday? Oh, it was very bigly. It was tremendous. It was like my tremendous hands. It was fantastic. <laughs> People are still talking about it. Can you believe it? So, uh, just you know, curious your impressions from the political standpoint. You were in the room last night, and there's a lot of people there. Is there an ex- is there a level of an excitement amongst the press corps of, uh, of Donald making this announcement? The press corps is kind of like resigned to the fact that we might be stuck with Trump, 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 Trump for another two years or six years, and this is this is what we're this is I mean this is the the life we chose. Yeah. Um, for good or for bad, love Trump or hate Trump, it is a very, very um, stressful beat like to cover because there's so much happening and so much. It, it's a very fast pace. It's just a, a lot happens when when Trump's uh, in the news. Mm-hmm. And even if you love Trump very, very much, but it, it's just sometimes very hard to keep up with for a long uh, sustained period of time. I totally hear you. My father has a question for you. I'll, I'll hand the phone to him. Hey, Turks. How are you, hey, Turks? Pops. How are you doing? Hey, Pops. What's how you doing? Are you back? Are you back in Lakewood? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm flying uh, in a couple of hours. Oh, okay. So, um, I mean, you talk about the energy and the uh, being the resignation to uh, the idea of being with Trump for a bunch of years. What's it like hanging out in the Biden White House? The Biden White House is, is a lot easier. Um, for many reasons, and um, it's also a lot more boring. So, <laughs> get more nap you know, time. There's more time to nap. For him, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what about not the press corps? <laughs> hey, come on! That's not. That's uh, that's that's uh, that's not what's uh, going on. I'm I'm not a. Uh, come on, man! I'm, 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 I'm not. Uh, I'm not napping. I'm just. Uh, I'm just uh, trying to collect uh, my my thought my my thoughts. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you real quick how I see things playing out. Sure. Okay. This whole Trump DeSantis thing, I, I think, is going to be uh, is going to be over sooner than people think. DeSantis, let's break down three scenarios real quickly. Trump and DeSantis running one on one against each other is going to be very very difficult for DeSantis. Because if he tries to take the high road, Trump is going to clobber him and clobber him until he's uh, until people are just sick of hearing DeSantis because right. for all the wrong reasons. If there's um, if, if there's more than one candidate in the race, then they could split the hits amongst themselves. But then they're also going to be splitting the potential votes amongst themselves. So if Trump still has his base of thirty percent, even if he only has twenty five percent. But the rest of the parties, if you're going to have 16, 17 other challengers like you had in the 2016 midterm, um, primaries, then it's it's going to be a big advantage to Trump as well. Right. The other scenario would be, I mean, there are a few other scenarios. Um, DeSantis could, could be either in one-on-one or in a few, ca- and DeSantis could decide to get down into the mud and, and wrestle with Trump and... In that case, DeSantis for sure doesn't doesn't stand a chance because he's not he, he he doesn't have that kind of mean spirited personality. It also hurts him um, long term to do such a thing, probably. And he's 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 really young. He's like in his in his early forties, so like he could wait it out. 
and try to run four yeah. years, or he could try to angle himself for, if not the VP position, maybe Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But word out on the street is that that DeSantis has made up his mind that he wants to run. And my, my personal um, instinct is that DeSantis isn't going to make it simply because out of every presidential election cycle, whoever is the first to emerge very rarely has the sustainability for three years to keep people interested. So if you go back to um, Rudy Giuliani was like considered the front runner right after the, uh, the 2004 elections and he didn't win even a single state. And same can be said about Howard Dean after the 2000 elections. Um, going back to as recently as 2016, you saw Scott Walker, for three years after 2012, everybody said, oh, Scott Walker is the heir apparent. And then as soon as as soon as soon the debate started, Walker was destroyed. People don't have a high uh, tolerance for listening to the, hearing the same name over and over and over again. And Trump's been the, the exception. Interesting. But, yeah. But um, so so as, as good as DeSantis is, and I think for the Republican Party, he's one of the, the strongest candidates to have emerged in, you know, in, in recent recent history. But... It, it just doesn't work out. So my my best guess would be um, I, I don't uh, I don't know how Trump what kind of campaign Trump's going to run this time and how receptive people will be to his messaging. But I think it's going to be a rising star that is not on anybody's radar screens right now. Like if let's say Carrie Lake would have won the governorship, something like that. Like if we would have been talking a half a year ago, we would not know not not thought hey Carrie Lake might have potential. Um, doesn't seem like she's got anywhere to go at this point, but it could be someone who we don't know much about or we don't know anything about who's just going to have this national surgence to prominence at Early. the right moment. So right. I think we're going to see a lot of unusual and things that cannot be predicted uh, happening over there. And, and, one la- and one last thing I want to ask you before I let you go is, do you, do you think there's any clue uh, of who Donald would choose to be his running mate? Do you think Donald made that uh, decision yet? I I wouldn't know. But knowing what we know about him, pops, you think Donald already decided who's gonna? No, he's gonna no, be? no, no, not 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 by any not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, exactly, I don't and think so. You know what? And he he doesn't feel like he needs to decide now. He wants to see who's gonna come groveling at his feet. He's yeah. gonna want to see who's the most loyal to him, and right. he's not in a rush to decide. Maybe maybe time. maybe Lee Zeldin. Yeah. Hey, you know uh, what? Could be. Okay, so I guess we'll see how things play out. Uh, thank you, Turks, for, for joining us today. And have a safe trip back. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay, Sweet. be good well. Luck with your, good luck with your new program. Thank you. So that was Jake Turks, uh, Omni White House correspondent who was last night in Mar-a-Lago, also a Newsmax contributor. And that is our episode for today. So go ahead, leave a rating or a review, and make sure to sign up to the Daily Thread on WhatsApp and follow us on all social media. We will right. see you tomorrow.